Pick up your paintbrush. It's time for Hobby Support Group. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Tom. It's great to be back on the on the airwaves. Nice to see you on this bright, sunny Monday morning. Oh, spring has sprung, hasn't it? The, the temperatures are soaring. It's like a whole giddy, like 15 degrees out there. So let's sit inside and chat toy soldiers. Ah, ah, I've drawn the curtains to keep <laughs> yes. it nice and dark. <laughs> so, do you have a beverage to keep you hydrated on this fresh spring morning? Um, uh, yes, I have a, a nice, as my second cup of coffee of the day because um, my child decided to keep me up all night. Um, and um, also some weak fruit squash, oh, which is cherry cool. and berries for those. Cherry and berry could be coming a new sponsor because that's also what is in my tankard. This <laughs> <laughs> oh. We don't send each other messages about what drinks we're going to have if you're listening at home. Uh, out of weak lemon squash. Which, so which weak be... lemon drink? I've got some tango in the fridge. Did I get that? No. Yeah. So today we're on Hobby Progress and another slight change that we're doing with the podcast because it's all changed at the moment is we are no longer going to be doing specifically monthly hobby updates. We're going to still try and do them monthly, roughly, but they're just no longer going to be tagged as monthly. So this one will have a slightly different name because realize we're recording this on the 17th of April. And if I, when I was making the shopping notes, I thought it's ridiculous to not talk about things that have come out in the last 17 days because yeah. we'll talk to them about at a later date. So yeah. going to still probably stick, try and stick to the roughly monthly hobby update schedule because I know they're some of our most popular episodes, but they're now going to have a slightly snazzier name yeah. than just a month. Well, you keep talking to all these celebrities in the uh, in the hobbying sphere, so we have to keep putting those episodes out, Tom. So, you know, well, what, can we, what can we do? What can it's we all do? the Ed heads too, out there. It's too, oh, <laughs> they're all demanding Ed's own spin-off podcast, <laughs> like, uh, like Joey from Friends, only it's called Ed. Well, shall we uh, chat some hobby progress then? As, 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 as... Uh, please do. Oh, I think we should also, um, I know you put a post up yesterday addressing um, the change to the gallery that we are no longer going to be uh, producing a video to go alongside that. And that's just simply from life and workload. And, you know, we would love to get hobby updates out more often. And for Tom, it's a huge workload to edit that video. Um, and we have, as a group, as a team, decided to retire the gallery um, videos from YouTube. So apologies there. If things change, um, we'll let you know. But um, just to give Tom just doesn't hasn't got the capacity to edit the videos. And um, so we've, we've taken that burden off his shoulders right now. Hobby progress. Hobby progress. I have been very busy with life the last month or so, uh, not really done very much, but I did manage to get the six mil successors that I purchased from you finished, Andy. Hooray! It seems when you're highly stressed and not got much free time, painting some six <laughs> mil ancients is a really quick way of getting some stuff done when you just want to sit down and you, you may, you've got 20 minutes, you're waiting for some pasta or something to boil. You can get a little bit of painting done. So they are done. And now it's no longer chucking it down with rain. They can go out in the garden and get varnished 
and they will be completely finished. Yes, get them all painted up, Tom. And they are they're magnetized, ready to start playing some Hail Caesar. Quite excited. I'm looking forward to it. I might even get my Carthaginians done. What do you think? Um possibly. It's possibly it's only been what three years they've been sitting in that bag. Could happen. You never know. I would honestly say I bet those Carthaginians should get painted in a fortnight. Oh, absolutely. I've got them bagged up into individual units. They're ready to go. I can just paint one unit a night and get them done in no time at all. Um, it's just, as always, the starting of the thing is the uh, is the thing, as it were. The thing is the thing. And then I've Be got, precise. I've got quite a few six mil projects that I want to sort of crack on with and get done. So as soon as I finished those six mil successes, I picked up some 28 mil Freikorps and started yeah. painting them instead um because i figured i'm going to start because i've got lots of six mil that i want to get painted i'm going to do a six mil project then a smaller different scale project then back to six mil so this is mm -hmm. just like 40 odd fry core they're they're technically the war games atlantic late war germans but yeah. they're, going, they're, they're sort of like pulling triple duty as fry core late war stormtroopers and some Zenus rampant space germans oh they're space germans so they could it, it's amazing how you take some stormtroopers and then put them with like a kugel panzer and they look incredibly weird with just no differences oh. hmm. so that's them that hopefully get them done soon and that's that's really all i've got done since well, we last did one of these updates oh, that's what do you mean that's all that's wonderful a, a completed project tom there's always something to be celebrated now you can go and buy more units to add to that <laughs> It's um, I think this might be like one of those. It's an army I'm not particularly super happy with as an army in that it's an eBay rescue job. And so it's really weird in that I think like, I bought it off of you. And, I was about to say you should have words with whoever sold you that and load like, of junk. I, I think Who you, sold you that. <laughs> I think you thought it was one of the Hail Caesar armies. Yeah, I did. And. It isn't. It's just, but like I, I've had to buy like a, a few extra bits and pieces for it. But also just painting it up, I've just had to decide right. These like ten units of companion cavalry aren't all going to be companion cavalry. Two of them can become companion cavalry. Some of them can become like Thessalonian heavy cavalry instead. Mm -hmm. It's just like I'll just change the cloaks. It's, I, I'm not because there's an army. I'm just going to be playing with rather yeah. than like heavily invested in it can be the purple cloaks of this unit type the red cloaks of this unit type rather than having different sculpts for them and like i've cut down some of the lances into javelins just because i don't want to feel like buying extra units of cavalry and just having far too much of one type like i didn't have any elephant guards so it's, but i had like a load of spare javelin men so it's like a couple of units of javelin men on little bases become elephant guard away i mean it was the elephant. I saw the elephant in there and I was like, I'm going to buy those on eBay. I said to myself, because there's an elephant in there because everyone loves an elephant. No, it's, it's, it, I'm sure. Write in on the Facebook group if you have different opinions about <laughs> whether everyone loves an elephant in the six mil army. But I, I wager that most people love an elephant. I it's the elephant in the room, Tom. I think they're great. I think they there you go. 100% really really agreement great. here. I completely agree. No one's ever said that before. So how about yourself when you've... So, um, 
So I have completely painted all the models from my 10 millimeter English Civil War Royalist Army Oxford. Lovely. They're all there, all painted. But the only issue I have. Thank you. <laughs> Affirmation at last. Um, the only problem is I realize I'm completely out of uh, bases. So they're all sat on the lollipop sticks next to the TV. I should let people know that um, I'm sure this is what happens in everyone else's house. My son goes to bed. I paint while he's asleep. And anything I paint, I leave out next to the TV set so he can go, oh, that's cool, Dad. The next morning he sees what I've painted. That's what I've always done. He likes it. I like it. Um, so there's a, person, there's a little army sat next to the TV waiting to be based up. Um, but luckily, salute's coming. More on that later. So I'm going to go over to war bases and say, give me all your 20 times 40 millimeter bases, please. Give me five packs because apparently I get through them pretty quick. Uh, I know I thought last autumn when I bought like 200, like 60 by 30s and 30 by 30s from Pendragon, I thought yeah. these are going to keep me for quite a while. And then you find a bear order another pack like less than six months later and say, yeah. how much am I paying? Um, so actually, oh, that I say, I've also um, I've undercoated because obviously, like yourself, completing a 10 mil project, I was like, right, I better get on another small scale project while I've got my mojo on. Uh, I've undercoated my um, assembled and undercoated my trench works, Churchill, Avery with uh, I can never pronounce the name of those bundles of sticks that they carry around. What they call? I know what you mean. Bundles of sticks. With the big bundles of sticks for the D-Day landing. One of Hobart's funnies. Um, yeah, so I've got an a a a AVRE um, undercoat and ready to go. I just, it's been, remember I picked that up when we went to Warlord HQ. Yes, when we went to interview John. So that's what, yeah. October 21? Something like that? So, yeah. A, a long time ago. I've been a little bit scared to assemble it, Tom, because it's such a nice model. I was like, and it had like 3D printed parts. And as we may have learned, I just got on and did it and it was fine. It was not a problem at all. It wasn't any issue. I just assembled it and it would take me like 15 minutes. There's no problem. But it is undercoated. So I think that's going to get painted pretty quickly. And then I think, I think maybe I'm going to move on to my. AWI six mil from Bacchus because I want to get those two forces done this year. They're on my oval list to finish this year. But you know, other things might be purchased in less than a week's time, which might change my schedule up a bit. I I would imagine if if you get them done, you'd get them done before the summer holidays. I think easily. Yeah, but we'll we'll see. Look I'm going to try and do. All, I'm going to try and do all the regiments. I can actually make them proper regiments and get the, the markings right on them because it's what Gregor Little Wars TV would want, isn't it, Tom? That's what's important. Well, it's... What if he came in the club and looked at my AWA and went, the uh, <laughs> the colours on the upperlets are incorrect? I know he wouldn't mind it or he'd be absolutely fine with it. I'm joking, obviously. But uh, it, it's... It doesn't... Like, I don't know about you when you're doing your six month stuff, but the way I do mine is I always... Like, when I've got it... After I've cleaned it all up, I always bag it all up in troop types. And yes. use, I, I basically sort, 
it all out into each individual unit. So I just make sure it's got the right command, the right number of flag mm -hmm. carriers, all that sort of stuff, and then yep. bag it up. Yeah. And what I did with my Napoleonic stuff was when I bagged it up, I just scribbled a little note in each one of what in each baggie, what the unit was and what their facing colours were. Yeah. And it took me like probably an hour because all I did was I just made a doc word document with them all on and then just printed two copies, cut it out and slipped put each one in and it's what I've done with my six mil uh, is the the uh, World War Two one to one companies that I've done each one of those bags has got like a little strip in it so I know exactly right this is what each unit needs I, I think that's the best way to do it I do I think that's the best way to keep track of these things I think the issue I really have is that I know that different regiments fought in different major battles of the uh, Revolutionary War over in the Americas, um, and I guess I just it's choosing which ones do I pick. I know I wanted the West Indian Regiment. They fought at the Battle of uh, New Orleans. For those who are interested, um, but yes, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll be worrying about it until I do it, and then suddenly it'll all be over and done, and it'll yeah. be fine. But boom, done. Done. Oh, what was I worrying about? It's usual. Hobby purchases. Have you bought much in the last month? I picked up some speed paints from Army Painter, and they're really good. So I, w I picked them up at Langley's Models and Games, um, and I met a really nice guy. And he's going to he says he's going to listen to our podcast because my son was like, "My dad's a celebrity," <laughs> and I'm like, "No, no, William, no, I'm not a celebrity. Maybe you know, if he is listening, hello." Uh, and he showed me his uh, serpent-headed guy he'd painted with the contrast paints. Looked really good. Anyway, I, I bought four of them to test out, and I've used them on my 10 mil English Civil War, and they worked really well. One thing I did notice, and there's a little warning, three of the four were fine, but one, it was like stone golem or sand golem. I can't remember what it was called. It kind of slightly stained my fingers a little bit brown, like I'd been doing henna painting on my hands. Which oh. I had, but not in a beautiful pattern, like in just splodges where I'd touched the liquid speed paint. I've never had that happen with any paint before. So obviously it has some sort of staining quality. So or maybe I'm just using it wrong. Lessons and I bought some basic materials as well. But, you know, it was a Gale Force 9 set. So you had like little round tubs in the tower. And then you use each level to make a... Nice. Make your bases. Parched earth or something it was called. Uh, I bought something. And super glue, but that's dull. Thick, because there's three different things. Thin, medium and thick, and I got the thick one. Because I think that's better, because it's more. Yeah. It doesn't run everywhere. I bought a rule set, because they don't need painting, gluing, or anything else. Hooray! You can just put it on your shelf and leave it for five years and then sell it to a friend. Uh, I bought Once file... the second edition comes out. Uh, I don't know. I think that, that I, I'm not sure that there will be a second edition out of this. As I think the, the version I bought thinks from about 1985, and it's copy of uh, File Leader by Peter Berry, which is the like. That's ECW, the definitive rules, isn't it? It's something like ECW. The definitive ECW called Small Skirmish Rules. There's never been a second edition because they've never needed one. Yeah, so that will go into the Tom and Ed 
historical ECW-themed game pile at some point that we will actually start playing at some point. I'll lend you the models, don't worry. If you need some extras. <laughs> so, Tom, what, what, are you, what are your plans? What are you going to pick up at Salute this year? To be honest, I don't really have anything specific in mind that I'm wanting to pick up. Last year, I had a list of like specific figures or specific things that I needed, mostly for stuff for Zone Alpha. Really, this year, if I see a copy of it that's a little bit cheaper than I can buy it online, I'll pick up a copy of Hail Caesar 2.0 and some bits of Scatter Terrain. That's it, really. I, I'm not after anything specific because I've got quite a few projects I'm already on the go with and the other projects that I want to do you know I think the the big project I'm going to be buying this year now is my ECW in six mil project but I'm just not at the point yet of really being ready to stop buying yeah you, you just started playing that with Peter haven't you so it's not really ready to go yeah like to be honest if I come back and when we, we do our, our post salute record of like what you've purchased if i say hardly anything i'll be quite happy really because i'm i'm not planning to spend a fortune this year and and lying probably (laughs) (laughs) we will see no i joking and in seriousness aside the the days where i go to salute and you know drop a couple of weeks worth of wages on random toys i think are behind me because i just don't need that i don't need that volume of stuff anymore and it's just not how I am as a gamer anymore. I hope. Yeah, I may be proved wrong if I see some amazing, ridiculous deal, but we will see. How about yourself? Well, um, I mean, very much like you said, I'm, I'm looking at a cupboard over there that contains um, War of the Roses Army that I bought last year. Still to be painted. I've got the two American War of Independence six mil armies that I picked up last year in that cupboard. I've got my uh, Napoleonics project in there that has yet wasn't bought a salute, but has been waiting a couple of years to be painted. So I've got big projects that need to be done. Um, I have already reached out to Leon at Pendraken. Hello, Leon. Um, to ask, um, um, and unfortunately, I was too late to guarantee getting what I needed. But I did ask him for some ten mil um, guys. I'm going to get hopefully get some. Well, Charles the First and Prince Rupert and his dog. Because you've got to have those guys in your army if you're doing royalists. But I wanted to get some um, villagers with um, farming implements. So I want to make some, um, not clansmen, what was I say? Clubmen. Clubmen. Get some clubmen because on the we, go. We do know in when playing ECW, Andy does have a track record of playing against his clubman who suddenly uses clansman's rules and all of a sudden these random villagers with pikes and flails are absolutely mullering your dudes in close combat it's like what is going on what's even weird is you watch them they're like turning their um, their plows into swords right plowshares <laughs> into swords they're making using claymores to um in the fields um speaking of claymores because i need a few actual clansmen I asked if they might be able to get me a couple of packets of um, Jacobite um, Jacobite Rebels because um, it's a little bit later, but you know they got swords and they look like clansmen, so I thought they would do the job at ten mil. Um, and the rest of it's, it's I want to get some cowboys for a change. 
because I enjoy painting cowboys. Um, bases from war bases. Um, I want to check what paints I need. I think I'm going to pick up some speed paints and I've got my powers. I still need the paint. I'm not checking. I'm not checking. I've got all the paints I need to do their camo properly. I haven't checked that yet. Um, and then I think I'm just going to look for some random terrain and scenery as I go around. Yeah, I um, I definitely want some scatter terrain. Yeah, just scatter terrain stuff to and, take to Lady Hamilton's gazebo so that and, Ed can't actually fit in his house anymore from the amount of scenery I've bought him. And some, yeah, maybe like a, a few weird and odd miniatures. And I, I specifically want to try and find a paint for red bricks. Because a red brick Ooh. paint is ridiculously hard to find. So if anyone yeah. listens to this and has a recommendation for a good red brick paint, mm. please let me know. Because the only yeah. one I've got at the minute is an enamel, and I hate using them. Oh. Enamels. Yeah, I mean, I, if I find, I'm, just, I'm kind of looking forward to going and just seeing what's there. And picking up something I'm not expecting. Well, I've kind of looked at Flames of War, but I'm like, I just don't, I just don't want to get another World War II in another scale. <laughs> I've got so much 28 mil, it's like, somebody, the tiny I'm, tanks are cool. Yeah, but I, I am not joining you. I'm not doing World War Two in 28, 10, 6, 20, and then 15 as well. Join yeah. us, Tom. Join us. No, um, I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't even want to do it. In the, I didn't buy the 20s, but they, they were bought for me. Oh, so. I just remembered something I technically have bought, although it hasn't arrived yet. I backed the, the Kickstarter for the, um, the Beastman army. In 10 mil for Warmaster. Oh, nice. The files haven't come yet. Sorry. Just leave. Don't bother editing and putting that in there. Just leave it in this part. <laughs> um, yeah. So we've got those coming as well at some point. Got the files. Sam's going to print those up for me. But yes, yeah, uh, I'm really open to seeing what's that salute this year. Really. And just, you know, picking something up. That I just fancy painting. I think yeah. that's all right. Yeah, I think, you know, you- I'll probably be chatting here talking about how I bought like gnome snail cavalry or something like that. I spent two hundred pounds on gnome snail cavalry. Who knows? Look, this one's got a dandelion as a lance. <laughs> how cool is that? Yeah, why not? It's whatever appeals to us all. Yeah, yeah. But so we'll, we'll have a chat afterwards and see if we've got any of the stuff we said we we're going to get. That'd be fun to see how little or more we got in the end of the day. Games we played. I managed to play one game since we last recorded, and it's some Commanding Colours with oh, with Ed. He, he came over one evening, and we played two games of Commanding Colours. And the more I play it, the more I really enjoy playing it. I think yeah. it, it, it is. It's a board game, and it's a war game at the same time. Mm-hmm. It, it really is that that sort of like perfect mix of them both you feel like you're playing a war game but it's got the practicality of it's all chits in a board game uh played yeah two as i say two games against ed still in the peninsula we're work, working through we've got i've only got the the base napoleonics game right and i think we've, we've played now the first six missions uh to start with we would play one and then flip the side so like i would play the french ed would play the british and Portuguese. 
then how we'd sort of then like just swap sides and play the same mission again. Right. We've sort of, we've ditched that and we're now just playing. I'm playing the French. Ed's playing the British and the Portuguese, and I'm really enjoying it. Oh. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure how Ed is necessarily really enjoying it as much because he's had a couple of like slightly crushing defeats. Uh, uh, so are we talk about the same Ed here. Yeah, is no, Are there right. dice involved in this game? I've never played it. There are dice. You don't roll these. You do roll. You roll like custom d sixes, which have figures on them. So mm-hmm. you, you know you can't get ones or twos, but you just need like. <laughs> but Ed co- did somehow. He rolled it somehow. You, until the one came up. It's not even on the dice. You need the correct figures. So you, you know you need to hit. It's a sort of thing like your infantry roll and when they're attacking the cavalry and all they do are wounds and artillery and this sort of stuff uh, um it's a really simple game in that but it actually lends itself to quite a bit of depth mm-hmm. uh, and one of the great things is all the like player aids and everything you have two copies of them so right. you can be sat there and you've both got you like your quick start cheat sheets which gives you all the different terrain interactions and everything like this and you just sort of like sit there and you pretty much know exactly how everything works within about 10 minutes of playing it. Yeah. So you're not really looking up at any tables or anything. Generally, what you're looking up is of like, right, what difference does it make when my cavalry is charging up a steep hill into a wood? And you just look up, oh, right, here we go. That's what's happening. Um, yeah, so I guess it gets to the point where you don't need to look that up pretty quick, I'd imagine, once you've been playing it a while. Yeah, it's it, it's very quick, and you know we played two like large games, and like stopped to eat dinner in the middle of them in like about three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. So it's like I would imagine probably realistically you get a gate. I can't see how any game would really take more than about ninety minutes. Yeah, uh, and it's got like rule rules for squares and all sorts, and I can, I can also really see why people really like it as a set to then play other games with because mm-hmm. like, I could easily see like using it to play something like black powder or something like that just with the board and the tokens right so that's all I've played this month how about yourself well I played against Ed I went to Lady Hamilton's gazebo one night it's like this is how exciting my life is I got to have one night of gaming this this since we spoke last um first we played i wrote a one page rules small mini game um for cowboys um specifically using no dice just uses a deck of cards um so that and the best card you can draw is a one so i've been pretty much written this set of rules for ed so no dice rolling if you do get a one that's brilliant if you get an ace and we played that game and we tested out the rules, the core mechanics of the game, and it worked. It wasn't, it was good, it was fine. It was fine, it worked. Um, so hopefully I'll get that typed up, because um, at the moment it's on several scraps of paper, but um, I'll get that typed up. Maybe I'll share, we'll, we'll get the, there's only a page worth of information, so I'll get that shared with the listeners, so they can try it themselves. And then we'll play Xenos Rampant. And that was really good as well. So it was Ed pulled out his Imperial Guard. I pulled out my uh, Necrons. Um, 
Yeah, it was it was it was a fine game. It was fine. It was good. I think it was a first. You know, it's the first time you play a game. You don't really get the real overview of exactly how it's going to play, and there's so many options in Xenos Rampant. It's kind of hard to know exactly which ones are good, which ones are bad. What do you want to do with your army? Which one is it worth taking? Which should you avoid? And what, what potentially could unbalance the game? But I think it lends itself very well to potential narrative sort of characterful games where you say, okay, this might be optimal, but we'll make these guys this, these guys this, they're going to have this um, to create a much more flavorful sci-fi game that you have sort of constructed yourself um, from the different sort of add-ons. Um, yeah, it was fun. I uh, enjoyed watching Ed Roll ones as always. <laughs> so um, it was a, a win for me. But uh, I think there's a lot of some investigation. I don't think it's perfect. Um, but what is? Um, yeah. I think for what I've seen of people playing Xenos Rampant, what I really like about it is I think it possibly maybe doesn't stand itself best to like the pickup game format of where you both just take like a 24 point force and away you go. Yeah. I think that just maybe lends itself not as well to balancing. But then I, I think increasingly as like gamers i don't think that this they're not really the style of games that we're going for as much anyway, but what i have seen like some people do is like i've seen i was i was looking at somebody who posted some pictures this morning actually of like a basically like a world war one with martians game in it so like what would happen if actually like the western front is actually against like a flying saucers and like a martian invasion so you've got yeah big griblies but you're wanting to use like World War One tactics, that sort of I think would lend itself really well. And I've other I've also seen like people come up like the community come up going like, right, how do you like stat like an FT seventeen or something in the game if you're wanting to do like weird war World War One with it and that sort of thing, which you can just as easily then like, you know, Mutant Chronicles or something just lends itself, you know, as like as like a setting for using this set of rules in i think it's really cool so i'm looking forward to playing with it and it's, it's what i'm doing it is what i'm playing you know these fry core with really which are technically going to be like i originally bought them and built them to play fry core versus spartacists which is you know not exactly a game of like high fantasy and whimsy snazzy names snazzy names this one hasn't got a snazzy name we mentioned it last time, but we will just mention it again here for anyone who didn't make it as to it, that we've unfortunately had to postpone the Warmaster event that we have talked about. Uh, yeah, sorry, everyone. Yeah. Just life and the universe and everything just gave us both too much of a kick in to have any hope of trying to put on an event and do any planning for it or anything. We are going to reschedule it for later in the year. But we just want to sort of like make sure that fate has decided that we can have a pass for a while before we get anything confirmed. Yeah, we've had a whole decade of life dumped in the first few months of 2023. So apologies, everyone. Um, I hope you'll understand. But we will, you know, we'll get. We'll, it will happen. It will happen. But in happier news, if you actually do want to see us, we will be at Salute on Saturday, and this episode. Woo-hoo! is coming out early 
specifically so you get a chance to hear it and know that we will be around on Saturday. Yeah. April the 22nd. Look out for us. Ah, oh, it's like Christmas. It's my I call it I call it nerd Christmas, hobbyist Christmas. So I get to go and buy all the presents that I won't get at Christmas <laughs> for myself. Well, I, I don't know if now's an opportune time to thank all our patrons. So we, we don't actually um, peek, peek behind the curtain. We don't spend any of our Patreon money on toy soldiers as much as I would love to be going out and buying. You know, all the models, um, we, we do save it for, you know, actually covering the costs of running the thing. Um, we are so, not quite at the point where I'm buying yachts with the Patreon money. Warhound titles. Model, models or, or real yachts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you very much to Neil, Dave, Aidan, Ed, and Warren for supporting us on the Patreon. It is yeah. very much appreciated. You keep us, you keep us on the airwaves or internet hobby news and so moving on to the actual hobby news and the topic of today's show and in alphabetical order let's start with victrix lovely and so victrix have uh, first off it's not actually a model this is a link to read they've done a really cool punic wars breakdown on their website which actually sort of like explains the Punic Wars in about a 15-minute read. Nice. Um, Does it have a painting guide on there? There are some There are some nice colour plates. explains like the battles, gives you a clue what to, and it's a decent bibliography. Um, so it, it, it's a great place to start if you are interested in the Punic Wars, which are not exactly the easiest war to get your head round. It's easy. Carthaginians basically an alliance of different groups fighting against the Romans. But they had control of the seas. But the Romans really had control of the land. But it was a long way round to Tunisia to get to Carthage. Um, is everyone following me here? <laughs> <laughs> then in figure range from Victrix, the late Roman armoured infantry are now available to purchase. Mm. And these are really, really nice. They're gorgeous, aren't they? Like they are late Roman infantry, but they, you know, easy, very easily use them for like you know actual Romans, you know Roman Britons, Arthurians, you know, or like German Germans, Goths. You know, I have those. I have the beautiful fifteen mil splintered light. Um, Ducks Britannia arm set that I even got imported from America just to have because they were so nice. And I look at these models and I'm like, oh, I could, I could repaint them all in 28 mil for no good reason. <laughs> it's so nice, Tom. Uh, the, 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 these are 36 pounds for 36 of them. Yeah. So, you know, they're a pound each for the plastic sorts. They're lovely. And I think if there was sort of like a smallish warband game for like, Authorian gaming saga, be... yep, saga, something like that. Dax Britanniarum, yeah, because you don't have many figures, you don't use a million figures for that, do you? 6, 12, 18, 20, 26, 30, 33, I think, to begin with. And I apologize if I'm just trying to remember in my brain 
how many guys you get because one side is slightly smaller that has more elite troops because they're the invading force rather than defending Romano British. Uh, yeah. And, and, and coming soon to this range, you're going to have some heavy cavalry, light cavalry, horse archers, and cataphracts. Oh my God. So it Tom, could w- looking at these Romano British infantry makes me feel the same way that you feel when you look at Napoleonic cavalry. Strong words. <laughs> Well, this month from Ammo, uh, starting off in maybe not the most exciting, but probably actually a really useful uh, range of tools is that they've brought out a whole range of scalpel handles, Ooh. which are, I think, quite interesting in that they're scalpel handles that just let you use still normal medical scalpel blades if you want, but they just have like a retractable protective slider over them and a variety of different handles because mm. surprisingly i think you know when you're cleaning mold lines and things off of miniatures and using scalpels you're quite often holding them a little bit different than obviously like when surgeons are doing surgery with normal well, the, scalpels the secret is tom is to have such poor eyesight that you can't see the mold lines anyway <laughs> like and these are the, the prices for them all aren't yet out, but you're looking at sort of, you know, sub 10 euros for these like handles yeah. and a, a set of blades. And I quite find often like sometimes investing a little bit of money in some of these tools can be such like either like a quality of life improvement or just make your general hobbying so much more pleasant to use than just using, you know, I've just always used these like 99p craft knives from B and Q, which I think I've been using the same one for 20 years or something ridiculous. I've still got the same. I might even change the blade one day. No, I I tend to just use size 10 straight scalpel blades. Yeah. Um, and Stanley knife blades that I like buy by the hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I would I'm not going to go out of my way to pick any of these up. But if if I saw them knocking about, I might well do anything, especially if I was having like if I was still going down and hobbying down at the club. Yeah. Having like a retractable cover over a scalpel blade would just make it, you know, I feel more comfortable having it in my bag than just a naked scalpel in a tub. Then or something that they also uh, are not particularly, you know, sexy. Piece toolkit that they are releasing for yourself, Tom. Is this the uh, the new sprays? Yeah, we'll get to those in a minute. Ooh. These are some asymmetrical razor sawtooth blades. Oh, there's less sexy than spray. Now, these I your opinion on like the number of teeth you like per inch to a razor saw is probably like a very niche section of our hobby community. I really like that they now let put your, you buy... put your opinion on the Facebook group. I really like that you can buy disposable blades for a yeah. razor saw and them having asymmetrical teeth. So you've got 43 to the inch on one side, 70 on the other. So if you're doing work where you need to just like rip through it and then do precision work, you've got them. They're roughly like two and a half euros a piece. And that is really good value, I find, because I've bought like a couple of different manufactured razor saws over the last few years. and have worn them all out uh including like a quite expensive one and i've now gone back to using like a, a victorian gents saw 
which I can sharpen myself, but it is a pain in the neck to sit there with a saw vice saw sharpening jig where I can just buy how these much, blades for like two fifty. How much sawing do you do, Tom? Quite a lot. Because I don't think I've ever saw I've got a hacksaw in my kit that I've never used once. Use it for all the time. Let's make an artist terrain and stuff. I uh, I don't really I yeah, that's not me. I do I do scatter terrain, but it doesn't most of it doesn't need to be sword really oh it's 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 and like non-hobby related tiny little woodworking projects where you ah. can like tiny like mortars and tenon joints where you need to use a razor saw for which for these will be really useful for and i know people when people oh, you doing... understand that, that um tom lives in uh, tom is named after tom bombadil so obviously he lives in a tiny wooden cottage he's crafted himself from oak and pine fragments and drinks mead from horns and so on isn't that right Tom? I may be doing the preliminary work on a 135 gun carriage to do a diorama of the unknown soldier funeral cortege and so trying to work out if I can actually do all that woodwork oh. but that's a well, that sounds fun it's jolly but now the, the, the sexier thing probably is the spray primer I saw the spray primer there and I was like oh uh, I like I'm a, a I like a green tank I as, am, as an American player in bolt action. Oh, can it? Does it come in olive drab, Tom? It does come in olive drab. Ooh, and it also comes in German field grey. Ah, I'm two winners. A huge fan of Rattle Clan coloured primers for tanks because even though I've got an airbrush, sometimes when you just want to paint one tank. I can't be bothered to set up the airbrush, clean it all out, and painting it. Um, and it's I just... mean, some of it, some of us don't have airbrushes, Tom, at all. Yeah, I'm just incredibly lazy. Uh, but yeah, I think sometimes just having that rattle can, you can just prime it, do it. And I think also sometimes you can actually get a different effect with a rattle can than you can an airbrush, because I'm not a brilliant airbrush painter. And for years I used rattle cans. And having different manufacturers sell rattle canned colored primer just makes them easier to get hold of um, yeah it's one of my favorite develop i mean back it back in the day you got your you had black white gray red that was it and then occasionally games workshop would leave release a can to go alongside some release and you'd have to grab a can before it was all sold out yeah, for like quite a while, you've been able to get like the, the remote control car like community have brought out like rattle cans of specific things, but they're generally really expensive. They're both like quite expensive and not exactly like the easiest paints to use. They can be like quite finicky in that they either need like very specific preparation or they're very fussy about like humidity and all that sort of stuff. So these, I'm sure, will be absolutely great. Like I've used a number like the Army, the Plastic Soldier Company, do rattle cans as well. Like I've used the AK ones, I've used the, some of the Vallejo ones. Is it, I was at TT Combat, is that the name of the company? They also yep. just released a whole load of colours as well. So it's really, we're living in a golden age of coloured sprays. Yeah. And especially for like big tanks and stuff, you're doing an American tank and you just sprayed it in, primed it in olive drab. 
for my quality of painting anyway, you're three quarters of the way through your paint job. I mean, yeah, that's, you know, they only had one colour paint and it went on all the M1s, every single M1, a hat, a knife, a gun, a, you know, a tank, probably had some um, olive drab on it somewhere. Yeah, because I, I know like, I've broken out my airbrush and put like, gone through like the whole five colours to get like the yellow Dunkergelb done. And by the time it's finished, I can't tell the difference between the, the tank I've done with that like all five coats and the one i've just sprayed with a spray pack can of don't kill yellow in one coat but and then what is now the traditional model that ammo slash mega selling that i really like but can't afford but i'm going to talk about anyway is the 135 soviet navy project 1204m artillery assault boat thing it's pretty gorgeous tom i have to say it looks pretty nice it's yeah if if you want sort of um do like a a cold war brown water navy game you know oh your american player's got some like pt boats or something and you go that that's nice would be sort of a pity if somebody sort of attacked it with you know a craft carrying a tank turret a multiple rocket launcher auto cannons and various other artillery accoutrements. Uh, this is really nice. It's released later in the summer. It's also huge. It's also 150 euros. That so, actually isn't that much 150 euros, Tom. No, it isn't. It's it's, it's a gorgeous model and it's huge. Um, it's it's a huge model. And I think if if you're into modeling and ships, I think it would look really cool on the mantelpiece or something. And it's it is a really nice model. Like all all of these big models that I talk about each month from Meg, they are always models that I, I would like to buy if I had the money and the space for them. And it is, yeah, it's, it's not expensive at all. Then moving on to illusionary terrain. This is just like an update, really. And it's all this is, I think, an, an interesting thing that I wanted to bring up. That is a. Possibly sort of like. Maybe like a, a change in the 3D printing community. Which is that they are no longer selling unpainted 3D printed terrain and in future all their focus is going to be on commissioned and painted sets and this is in their press release that they've put out they believe that the reduction costs and the ease of use of modern 3D printers that means for the vast majority of hobbyists out there for the price of of buying a few pieces of 3D printed terrain You've already bought your own printer and can make them yourself. So, you know, they're, they're no longer, as I say, they're no longer going to sell unpainted 3D printed terrain. They're just going to sell stuff that they've already paint, they're painted or specific commission pieces. And I think that's probably like quite a, it might be a more common thing that we see going forward from a lot of these 3D printing terrain companies. And they ask everyone to go and see them at Salute Black Sight Studios. And their don't look back rules set. And this has already, it should, if you listen to this on Tuesday or Wednesday, you should still have a chance to back it if you want to. It's so far made, it's been backed by 500 people and over $100,000. I haven't backed this um, for the simple fact that because it's America, I always thought Black Sight were from Australian. They're actually American. Me too. 
they are just a little bit too rich for me by the time I've paid the import tax yeah. duties on them. Like the rule book itself is sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. So by the time I've got that shipped to the UK and paid and tax then maybe tax on top because probably looking at like a hundred quid, yeah. which I'm just can't even contemplate paying for a rule. Well we set. know that the army I paid double for because I ordered it from America and it came through and then I had to pay the postage and then had to pay the tax on it as well. It was like I worked out it was cheaper to order the 15 mil stuff from America. And then once I paid it, I was like, I could have bought this in 28 mil for the same price. Yeah, but they have released sort of like that. There are three bundles for this for people who aren't going to be hammered by import taxes, like the tier one bundle where you get the rule book, like a like a pre-order slip case, a PDF. You then get two killer like VHS packs, which are like cards, some specific minis and other accoutrements to play the game, a special measuring stick that's in the shape of a cleaver, which is a bit more interesting than the old GW style whippy snappy red yeah. things. Uh, the number of times I've been hit with uh, a red whippy stick, I'd much rather prefer that to an, to a hatchet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably maybe like that. The hatchet may not be the best thing to just have in your gaming bag, sort of going out and about, and then a killer model then there's the tier two but then that's 114 dollars and then the tier two bundle is all of that again plus an extra two feature packs one of some aliens and another of a human skin wearing chainsaw wielding maniac and some pre-painted mdf terrain and that one is 210 dollars which I think is 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 I would say possibly a little bit pricey, mm-hmm. uh, and like what I think is very pricey, and th- this might be me interesting to have listeners sort of hear back is because I looked into oh I'm going to get hammered on import duties. How much is it just to back digitally? Mm-hmm. And the digital only bundle is ninety eight dollars. Yeah, and for that you get a PDF of the rules, a PDF of all the cards. Uh, an STL of like the eight core minions and STLs of like some of the killer minis. And I just figured for like a hundred dollars almost just for some PDFs and a couple of STLs, I found quite expensive, but I don't know if that's, it might just be me. So this month from Wargames Atlantic, they have released the new preview for some plastic Roman civilian slash like gang members for the gangs of rome kickstarter oh yeah now these are initially being released as part of the gangs of rome mm-hmm. kickstarter for footsaw but once they've those kickstarters have been released these are going to be like a, a new plastic set from yeah. war games atlantic um and you know they're going to be all you know one of the standard boxes so, you know you'll get 30 or 38 of them or whatever in a box yeah these look really cool. They look I dangerous, think, Tom. That's think, what they look like. I think they look they, dangerous. They look like suddenly I spent 150 quid and I didn't mean to. That's how dangerous they look. Yeah. Oh, no, let's they, get a box of those and then another box and then the game and then some scenery and then some dice and then some tokens and then oh now I've got the whole of Rome in my in uh, I was about to say in my house, but I'll be taking the Eds, obviously. I think these would be cool both obviously for gangs of Rome, but also for like a slave revolt game anything sort of like and i think you could also use them 
for I am Spartacus. Yep. Any any kind of like yeah, generic civilian for like quite a range of time periods. I think you get away with using some of these for. So really nice. Hmm. Oh. Moving on to Great Escape Games, they have got a Kickstarter for some Romanian cavalry in 28 mil. Mm-hmm. And this is a very small campaign in that it's a campaign for just basically the initial campaign is for one pack of three cavalry models with a stretch goal of another three models. So you have six sculpts in total. These are physical models only, you know, not, you know, STL files, they're all metals. And Great Escape Cavalry are great. I got their Hungarian Cavalry. Yeah. Really, really nice sculpts. I think like perfectly in that sort of triad of like nice sculpts, well-priced, good gaming pieces. Yeah. Um, All three, like the ISSA, I've backed the Hungarian Cavalry one in the past. It came really quickly. All the models were really crisp and clean, got exactly what I wanted, no problems. More than happy to check if you're in some Romanian cavalry, check this out. And I know, especially bolt action players, Romanian cavalry can be quite fun. Yes. So, also from Great Escape Games, got two new gangs into the Chicago way, which is their sort of like gangster game. Gangster. Chicago. Surprisingly. Uh, but maybe it's like with, with a, some. You know, it's not based on I, the musical Chicago. I should let people know that at home. The Chicago way. It's a, <laughs> it's a musical number. Well, you, you've now got some bootleggers and the Peaky Blinders. Of course. Or maybe some legally it's, distinct. It's very similar. To, if you play Dead Man's Hand, from what I understand, it's, it's similar to that. Yeah. But it's just gangsters. Banged forward 50 years, isn't it, into mm-hmm. Prohibition America. Uh, these are available. Uh, they're released on the 24th of April. They're available to pre-order now. So, yep, so you've got two gangs there. And then we now slip into Cowboy News. Yeah, Go on. Play well, sti- still at... <laughs> we'll, play the, we'll play the jingle. Yeah, It's Cowboy News Roundup. <laughs> uh, but while we're still with Great Escape Games, there are two new factions for Dead Man's Hand. You've got the Bucks and the Boys. Mm. Obviously, like two posses for Dead Man's Hand. These look really quite nice. We models. need to play some Dead Man's Hands, Tom. I mean, I'm writing my own cowboy games anyway, but you know. But you know, these are these are both look cool. You know, seven eight guys in each faction. Yeah. Really nice sculpts. Really nice models. And I've heard that Dead Man's Hands is a really cool game. It I've is. Never played it. I played it loads. I mean, I was playing Dead Man's Hand before it was cool. Uh, um, yeah, playing it, I played it years ago. Uh, me and me and uh, James, hi James, um, would play it. But we, because I hadn't got, I hadn't even got any cowboy models at the time, so I used Imperial Guardsman and he used Elder. So we played 40k with Dead Man's Hand, and it worked really well. In case you wanted to know, um, but it was good fun. It's good fun. Now I have cowboys. Played it loads, and just it's really good. Theatre of the Imagination for the win there, then. And probably in biggest cowboy news for maybe since we started the cowboy news since round. 1876. 
What a Cowboy is being released by Two Fat Lardies. Now, we've seen this coming over the horizon for quite mm. a while. And yum, it yum, yum. Looks good. Probably surprise none of our listeners to know that it's on pre order yeah. for the show. So you will be getting a review of it at some point. And to be honest, I think it, it makes sense to me that if this is a game that you think you're going to get into, pre order it because yeah, yeah. you make a the savings, savings. Yeah, the savings are really good. If you're not, if you're thinking about it, pre order it because it's. It's not cheap, but you know, this in this hobby, what is? Um, but the savings you make, I think, are, are well worth getting that pre-order in. Yep, there, there, there are four different bundles available, ranging from twenty-three pounds, which is the PDF of the cards and the rules, to thirty-nine pounds, which is like the hard copy of the rules, the cards, and the tokens. And that thirty-nine pound bundle is saving you twenty-one pounds of yeah. RRP in a few weeks. So basically, that can, that's a box of minis. You can buy some cowboys with that. That is literally a box of that's a box of cowboys from like yeah. Great Escape Games or something. Yeah. So you know, you're saving a lot of money. And it, to be honest, yeah, it's 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 expensive. But you're thinking, you know, you buy the rules. You bought one box of cowboys. That's probably all you need, apart from some terrain. Yeah. Away you go with it. So you know, fear to the mind. You can put any kind of buildings down and play around them, and then you can slowly over time start picking up. It's a gunfight in the desert. Mm -hmm. You've got a couple of Ikea cactuses. Away you go. I've got more than a couple of those Ikea cactuses. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited for this. Um, I hope we'll see Richard Salute and we'll ask him if he'll come on the show and and talk to us about it then when we see him. So, um, hey, Rich, if you're listening, go out for us at Salute. We'll come and talk to you. Um, But, yeah, it's very exciting for me and for Tom as well, I hope. Looking forward to playing it. Yeah. So moving on to Mercer Minis now, and they are continuing sort of like with their Patreon page of releasing all their STLs each month. This month on their Patreon and my manufacturer page is the Atlantean Battle Host for April 2023. These, you know, if you like Mercer Minis, sort of check these out. I think if you've got a 3D printer and you're into printing, yeah, a tenner for you know yeah. the files to print these battle hosts just they look really nice, don't they? It just makes sense. To be honest, even if you just wanted one or two of these miniatures, yeah. I think the tenor for look at those giants things at the back with a big oh, I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say that clubs with clubs. the giant clubs at the back. I mean I mean that's a tenor there if you were to go and buy that just by itself, surely. Easily, easily, just for yeah, just for the the STL of them, and you know, I think you've got the STL. You can rescale them at any size that you need. You need a weird chaos champion for Necromunda or Warwave or anything. I think they just make a lot of sense. And then also in Mercer Minis, sort of like Darklands style thing, is something that I wanted to sort of mention is the Sherwood Grand Tournament. Mm-hmm. which they are hosting like the 4th to 6th of August at the Columba Hotel. Uh, now, I'd never played Darklands. Yeah. So uh, I like, I'm not a Darklands player. I don't really know anything about this, but I just liked the idea of how they've set up this as a grand tournament. So I want to sort of, it's at a hotel. 
us in the middle of Sherwood Forest, uh, which is quite cool. And the idea for this is you buy your ticket. There's only 40 places available. It's a two day tournament. Uh, your ticket costs £75. It comes with an A4 rules pack, which you keep. And also you get two meals on the Saturday and one on the Sunday. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, food's included. And if you are actually staying over, if you if you get a ticket, you get a hotel deal, which is you get a twin room for 125 quid a night for a twin room. So, you know, if, if you and a mate are going, you're paying like £62.50 yeah. per night for the pair of you, um, which, like again, is a lot. But we know when we attend events these days, hotel stayings, stays are really quite expensive. Yeah. But you, you're basically looking like 200 quid gets you your ticket. And if you're going with a mate, a hotel room for the weekend, mm -hmm. there's open gaming on the Friday night. And you, know, you do some Place of Darklands and then you've got the GT over the, the next two days. And I just thought this was something that I would mention that people might be interested in if you play Darklands, because I've never played it. Yeah. I would imagine it's a game that is probably really nice to play when other people have got all the cool looking armies, because I would imagine it, it looks very cool. Yeah. And because this is down the road from where my mum and dad live, I might go and visit them and then just float by and have a look at the eye candy on the tables for the day, if I can. <laughs> so I will see. Um, but yeah, that, yeah so if, if you're interested in playing some Darklands, check out the GT in August would be my recommendation for that. Yeah, looks good. Then moving on to Mantic for their Dungeon Saga Origins has been released on Kickstarter. And by the time you've actually heard this, it's finished because it finished on April the 15th. And this was a huge success for Mantic. You know, over 4,000 people backed it and it made like, you know, the best part of half a million quid. Yeah. For Mantic for the Dungeon Saga, so I would imagine we will probably be seeing a lot more from Dungeon Saga in the future from Mantic. Yeah, good. I played Dungeon Saga; it was good fun. That's Mantic Saga news. Then moving on to Bloody Miniatures, and sort of like a bit of an update on them to sort of say that they're basically they're running a little bit behind schedule from their expected release schedule for this year, again because uh, you know life and stuff has impacted on their sculptor yeah. but now everything is sort of like coming back um a bit more into schedule and so hopefully by some time in may there will be you know release schedule six will be available where we get the witchfinder general pack the ragged band the continental mercenaries and some pikemen in close order melee as well as a set of 12 different heads supporting assorted soft hats so you know not only will it be you know some more dandy soft hats Lovely. this time to uh, you know further customize bloody minis which are something i think everybody who has appeared all the regular hosts on this show at least very much appreciate a bloody minis oh i feature. love are they at salute this year that they form uh i believe so oshiro model terrain is the official Bloody Miniatures show stockist at Salute. So Bloody Minis are going to be available on stand uh, TC06. Cool. So we can probably all re-up 
a little bit uh, as you want. And there's actually going to be a slight saving on there as well. The Ooh. packs are going to be £8.50 as they usually are. But as a show deal, you can buy any four packs for 30 quid. So you will save oh, £4. Yeah, I can feel my money going. This going. So yeah, I think maybe that could possibly be like two packs each. Save a couple of quid each. Maybe yeah. we'll, we'll see how much, how many bloody minutes. Whoopsie. <laughs> oh dear. Do you, you haven't even got then? I'm already adding things on my list of things to get. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then from Pendragon this month, it's not actually model related really, but it's another event. Um, this is the first Northeastern Meg tournament and a learn to play Meg day. What's Meg, Tom? Uh, Mortem et Glorianum. So it's not um, Jason Stay from Shark Film, just checking. No. So I would definitely be there for that. A Meg event for that. It's uh, a game released by, well, published by the Plastic Soldier Company. And it's one of the better ancients rule sets it's been around for quite a long time it has like a huge international following and has a very well attended uh like international tournament scene um with like international rankings and you know, all this sort of thing i've got it i've played it a little bit i think going to a learn to play day would be a great way of getting your head around oh, yeah. it because it's not it's a very good game but it's a game that doesn't necessarily lend itself immediately to being able to play it yeah. uh, from sort of picking it up and attend these they are a week on saturday so it's saturday 29th of april 2023 uh you know drop in pendragon hq um, you know middlesbrough and give it a go then Away from events and more into things that really sort of do take my boat are some Empress minis, and they have, you know, the their World War One Russian army packs are available to purchase once again. Uh, you know, they they had some supply problems, I think, probably with the war in Ukraine and stuff. I hope, like supplying them, so these are now back in stock, and also some. Ukrainian Cossacks for the Russian Civil War are being released and I'm quite sure you can use these Cossacks while technically for the Russian Civil War you can easily push them forward into World War II as well yeah. if you want and do all sorts of things there because if you're doing World War II Russians who doesn't want a Cossack mounted unit rocking about the place absolutely on either side so that's Empress Minis and then in the new models released from Bacchus recently, we've got the sort of like contemporary with the First Crusade Byzantine Lance Cavalry. These look really nice. Yeah, lovely, and aren't they? Apparently, there's, there's going to be uh, quite a few sort of like reinforcements for the Byzantine Empire. You know, it's quite a, a long lived empire. So it's sort of, you know, the troops from various eras sort of pad that out should be really cool. And Peter asks everybody to come along and say hello to him Absolute. Absolutely. Check out the back of store. I know we definitely will be bugging him. Yeah, we'll be there. Then any scale models 
have released the Fiat 300, which is one of the tiny Italian tanks. Oh. And these are 7.95 each, and I may have to purchase several of these in the future for my Abyssinian Wars project because I think they're adorable. I have a they, soft. They're Italian tanks, aren't they? Yes. I have a soft spot for Italian tanks. Uh, technically, also some of the last tanks that the Italians fielded in action during the defence of Sicily. So yeah. they were dug in and like, so they're, they, they could be fun. Um, I think also, you know, eight quid each realistically allows you to field several of them. Or, and they look really nice. I, I'm a great fan of any scale models stuff. I think yeah. always fun. Then Warlord. Quite a lot from Warlord this month, they're really. Coming out. More Judge Dread, I, I wager. So more Dread stuff. Uh, starting off with the block war or uh, well, block and roll collection which is some like add-ons for the the dread game and you know this the block and roll collection you get like a big judge like wagon thing some heavy weapons some robo dogs and some like more heavily armored gangers and a set of dice uh I personally find this a bit rich, uh, even like with its pre-order sales price, it's £155. Like a normal retail of £174. Um, I think for 18 models, I think that's a little bit steep for me. Um, they're very nice models, but and I like Dread, and I've got the Dread game, but I'm, I'm not contemplating back in no. this. You can get Pusher Pike for that. Yeah. Then moving into something a, a bit more on, on normal wheelhouse. Easy Eight Shermans. Easy Eight Shermans. You know, <laughs> I the, think that's what people call them. It's, long, it's easier than listing out all the letters and numbers. It's, 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 especially when you, it's in an tiny font on a full screen and uh, my tank knowledge is not good enough to just know that the full designation. Because you know you will call them an E387 or an E386 and some people go, well, this hull was riveted and it wasn't welded. It was. You've got the the, the frontal glacial plate of a 0.36 angle. Anyway, mm, yeah. and the and the diesel engine was arranged in such a way in the chassis. Yes. Yeah. So these are fifty nine pounds for three Easy Eights. You get, you know, obviously the decals, markers. You get three tank dice. You get three order dice for them as well. I love that. They put the, the am, dice in. I am such a fan that Warlord have started putting order dice in when you buy the unit. I'm high-fiving Warlord right now Yeah, for uh, putting the dice in. It's just like, I didn't know that's what they should do, and now they do it. I'm like, of course. Just makes such perfect sense. Um, yeah. yeah, these, you know, if you're playing Tank Wars, you're playing What a Tanker or anything like that, check these out. If you want, you know, if you want the platoon of, Easy eight Shermans, you're not really going to go wrong with these. They are what they are. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Then, also, Blood Red Skies have got a new uh, compendium out called the Wing Commander, which is like a, a twenty-five pound collection of like 
various like add-ons, articles, extra rules, all sorts of stone stuff that gives more depth to the Blood Red Skies game, yeah. which I think it's one of those games that I know we don't personally know anyone who plays it. No one plays it down in our club, but I think it is one of those games that sort of like goes under the radar and I think is, is more popular than necessarily C because it my, still gets a lot of love and release. My, my uncle is a wing commander. Does that count for anything? Possibly. Like, Maybe I'll pick it up for him. <laughs> then moving into GW Forge World news, really uh, Forge World. You got some like upgrades for your Contemporary Dreadnoughts. Mm. So does this go on the plastic Contemptors? These are or just do you have like, to buy a resin one and you add it to the resin one. You buy the plastic one. Mm-hmm. All the resin one possibly, and this is basically just a new front plate, right? For the resin one, um, you get this is a, a kit for the Blood Angels, Death Guard, Iron Hands, Night Lords, or Space Wolves, or World Eaters. They call it a kit. I don't really think it's a kit when it's. It's a single a, piece. It's a single piece, um, and it's it's a single resin piece that's twenty five pounds, which gives you you know. It makes you, it turns your normal generic contemporary dreadnought into whichever specific one you want. But it's 25 pounds. Yeah. And again, it's how your hobby, isn't it? If you, it's how your you're hobby. just going to paint one contemptor ever and it's going to be Golden Demon standard, well, then that's what you oh, want. There you go. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I, I can't throw too much shade as I've got an entire Space Wolf dreadnought army, including a contempt, a couple of Space Wolf contempt dreadnoughts. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not judging anyone. But then in big GW news, really, obviously, the huge news is this 10th edition coming out. What do you, you think, know, Tom? Yay. Um, I've not played. I think the last game of 40k I played was. Eighth, I think I think I I didn't play very much seventh. I think I played mm-hmm. one weekend of I played one practice game and then one weekend of eighth have played none of ninth. Yeah, I all. played I played one game of eighth and went, I don't like this. And I kind of hoped everyone would, would agree with me, but they didn't <laughs> and everyone else. And it's weird if you're playing seventh. Like as soon as the new one drops, everyone's like, right, that's it. We're going to shift to the new edition. And I don't know why we do that so much as gamers, but um so I stopped playing it. But what I think I might potentially be interested in is what's in the box, the models. It's going to be Tyranids and Space Marines. And I think that'd be quite a nice little set to play Xenos Rampant with. Yeah. Just two little armies. And so if it's a good price, I might pick it up and then sell the rule book on. And the other bits and pieces, if I don't need those, templates or whatever it might be, if they still use templates. Um, I wish they don't currently, and um, yeah, maybe I'll pick it up. It depends how much it is. Obviously, I think a, a big thing for you as a, a former Dark Angels player, it's my daddy. My daddy's back. My daddy's back. The latest Primark. Um, oh man, and he looks gorgeous as well, doesn't he? I'm personally not a fan of this model. Um, <gasps> Take that back. I told the Space Wolf player, can't you? Disney. This and Lionel Johnson, after he beat your Primark up. I, to be honest, I'm not really a fan of hardly any of the Primarchs. Yeah. Uh, I, I find them, I guess, 
so like reading, I suppose it's very hard. I suppose it's almost impossible to like make everybody happy with what the Primarchs look like. Yeah. So you've read about these like demigod, like mythic creature things for like, you know, yeah. 30, 40 years. How do they actually put them into a, on the tabletop and just not make them look? I almost feel like they shouldn't have never put any of them on the tabletop. I, I agree. I think because it just makes them, what really is the difference between like a Primark model and like a one a Rayford or something. It's like, oh, it's toughness six strength. It's just like, like if there should be, they're, they're so good at like battle with their plans yeah. and strategy that it should just be a foregone conclusion. Conclusion, They're going to win in this, certainly against like 30 or 40 models on the table should be no problem for any Primark. And yet concentrated last cannon fire might remove them easily. Well, theoretically, you have like, although you've got to, it's always a dice game. You have that squad of Gretchen can take one out. In theory, and it just—it's a problem with games, isn't it? You know, we play World War Two games where you've got a heavy howitzer on the table that's being attacked by someone with a pistol. Yes. You know, it's, yes, things have gone drastically wrong. Yes, it should be nowhere near the battlefield. It should be miles away. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and you know, I mean, the line. Uh, the one thing that people seem to be disappointed, I'm sure the rules will change because we're just about to go to 10th anyway, is he's got the Emperor's Shield, Tom. He's got the Emperor's Shield. It gives an invulnerable save. What kind of invulnerable save do you think the Emperor's Shield will give you? Four up. Exactly. Same as an Iron Halo. Well, I it, presume I haven't played it for two editions. Is there not, though, like several different, like, Buffs and bubbles and magic flags and special characters, which make it like a re-rollable two-up or something. I don't know, but yeah, it's only a four-plus invulnerable save. But if you roll any sixes, they bounce back a mortal wound up to three or something. But everyone's like, shouldn't it at least be a three-plus invulnerable, considering it's the Emperor's Shield? Anyway, that's a minor gripe. I think the model looks great. Am I going to buy it? No. One, I don't think I'd use it. Two, I'd be scared to paint it in reality. And three, you can't because it's sold out in less than like 10 minutes. It crashed the GW website. People couldn't buy it. There's much anger on the interwebs, uh, you know, for a change. Well, I bought the, I, I've told you before, like I bought the Forge World Lehman Russ when it came out. And mm -hmm. it was the least fun I have ever had painting a model. Yeah. Because it's, and then like it wasn't at the time, it was the most expensive model. It's probably it's still the most expensive single model I've ever bought because I think it was like 70 quid. Yeah. And like, I don't know how much the lion is. Uh, I would imagine more than that. It'd be around 65 pounds, I think. Well, like, this plastic, is a plastic no? model. This is plastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just didn't have fun painting it because it was just, it, to me, it felt just such an expensive, important model. I was like, oh, I'm going to ruin it. Um, anyway. Talking about how you like might pick up the 40k box set for doing something else, something I sort of like wanted to mention was the combat patrols for 40k. Yeah. Which I I know like at the club like people are trying to pick up. There's like a, a little bit of traction. People trying to get people into playing combat patrol. Yeah. Which is basically like a a, a more budget friendly, lower model count way of getting into 40k. Yeah. And there are like a number of different box sets for these combat patrols and they're 95 pounds each which gives you the army that you need to play with them yeah and like the, the one that I, I i loaded up for a quick check about was like the 
custodes one. So you get three of the big like jet bike Lancer dudes, squad of sisters, two squads of sisters of silence, and then a, a squad of custodes and a character. Yeah. And yet this is a hundred quid for basically for 18 big models. But I think especially for like GW prices, I don't think this is a bad price. And I think if if you've got a, a, a bunch of people who wanted to get into playing combat patrol or something, these might be a way of doing it. And also something like Xenos Rampant, any of those sci-fi games, if you like. Well, that's the just over five pounds a model, isn't it? You know. Yeah. So if you were looking to do it in metal, it would be more expensive to do it in metal for sure, even well, yeah. with and any other range as well. And three of those, there's big jet bikes as well. So you almost count those as two. The Age of Sigmar have got some new armies. It's really stuff. nice. I like vampires in, in Warhammer Fantasy Battle. Somehow I never had a vampire army. I think it was just the thought of painting all the zombies and all the skeletons that put me off. But the vampires look cool. I really like them. And I think if in the future, if I was to pick up any GW models, it might be some of those undead stuff for something like Dragon mm-hmm. Rampant yeah. or something like that, because they are just really cool. And I think I like how their design philosophy seems to be more practical with them. So it's things like, yeah, things might have really long hair or like a really long train on a dress, but they're on bases that cover it up. Yeah. So you might be like, oh, this is like a base that's 30 mils wide, but it's like, 70 mils long but it seems like they are listening they are listening i think um again to their customers and listen to what they want so like the new 10th edition 40k might be moving in a way that you know makes it more accessible for people who are are beginners well we we'll have to see because hope um, so and so that takes us on really to like our hobby plans going forward so gaming wise for me I'm going to just put a, a very simple aim of I'd like to play some Keyforge. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, we've been trying to get the Keyforge Premier League started since I think about Christmas. Um, <laughs> I know, it's crazy. If we should maybe rename it the Super League. Uh, yes, the Keyforge Super League. It's a good name. But um, yeah, I think I think to be honest, if we get some games of Keyforge in, I will be a happy camper. Um, I'll hopefully also get some more commanding colours in, but I'm just going to try and play some Keyforge because, yeah, life is still a bit unpredictable for me. Yeah. Hobbying-wise, I want to get these Freikorps, like, slash Stormtroopers painted up and finished. Uh, you know, it's it's 40, 28 mil dudes to army standard. Mm-hmm. I should get them done, hopefully, by the time we next do a hobby update. Um, yeah. And then make a start on a, a next six more project how about yourself andy yeah keyforge is what well, i really want a gasping to have some keyforge fun with you um <laughs> we're the only people playing it i think still um we'll come for that new woe set to come out um as for painting projects i mean I'm, once these guys are based i'm kind of free to start a new project and i'm not sure exactly which one I'm going to start next. I'll be honest, Tom. We'll have to see. Maybe I'll do my powers. I've got my Polish powers, which are not on my overall list. But I can feel myself going, hmm. You've had them for quite a while, though, hmm. haven't you? Every, it got them last Christmas, not this Christmas, just gone, the one before. So it's been a year and 
what was it going to be like 15 months ago i picked those up and they're all undercoated ready to go in a box they just need to be painted it's the thousand point army you get in the box it's such a good deal for a thousand points um, well, like, you know just yeah these fry core of mine are like they're they're like an original copy over from my original oval list yeah i think that they're technically like the oldest models i've got on my oval list mm -hmm. so i just yeah i just feel like tagging mine are my carthaginians maybe 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 i should do this carthaginians maybe i should just do them maybe we'll see we'll see i just want to paint what i want to, i just want to see what i move to paint what do i want to paint i've got the blood bowl team as well and they'll be really quick to paint too so some low-hanging fruit i think is it's sometimes nice isn't it when you get yeah your teeth, especially if you're going to be thinking you, know, you might be starting this awi stuff which is going to be a bit more time yeah and i got that war of the roses stuff that i want to get done this year as well so um i think i might be having um a little more hobby time in the summer i think my plan is to get the war of the roses done then but um hey it doesn't hurt to start early hey no you, you could always do a bit of painting build a bit of the war of the roses do a bit more painting do a bit of building and well, at the moment they're still in their boxes so they're really easy to store yes. and my concern is if i start building they're going to take up a lot more more, more space room. yeah i might have to go and buy a really useful box well just to store them in I, I i did buy one of the reasons why i started on these ferrari core as well was because i i ordered some more trays from commission and they've not turned up yet to put my next six mil stuff in so need does because realized I've, I've been using the war bases uh like yeah trays are going to really useful boxes yeah but the commission ones i can get four trays in a really useful box instead of four instead of two so right. i get double the storage Ooh. Um, and because the guy at commission is so great he I, I told him exactly what i was wanting to store and he's making me some custom ones with a cutout for the cavalry so i can nice. get like three and a half trays in each box so happy days yes. for see it's not what you know it's who you know isn't it using your celebrity con connections yeah well thank you very much for chatting to me today andy and hopefully we will see all of you well we'll see many of you listeners at salute yeah come and say hello we're going to go to salute we're going to hang out at salute. we're going to go to the fox for a quick pint and then we're going to go to the munich cricket club at canary wharf to have food um we don't want to end up drinking all day at um, the Fox because we can't afford to. So we could go to a nice, have a nice meal instead and drink German beer at the Munich Cricket Club. So if we don't see you there, you're very welcome to come and join us afterwards, um, having a few drinks there. And come and say hello to us. Uh, some of the, the, those who say hello to us earlier in the day may well receive a bespoke custom made badge. Artisanal which is in keeping with the quality of our jingles. Oh, so that's so it. in keeping. That's the only spoiler you're getting for the badges. <laughs> and crafted. Lovely. See you all hopefully on Saturday. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Speak to you soon. Goodbye. Cheers. Bye-bye.